Logan, you know we're being watched. <laughs> I do know that. I know that. Well, I assume that anyway. I think I assume with all the use of technology, I'm being watched and listened and recorded. It's not that I know it's true. Somebody challenged me on this the other day. They're like, you really think they're listening? I'm like, well, it's more like I think it's best to assume they're listening. Anyway, that's where I'm at yeah. with being watched. Yeah, and listening can mean different things. Like your phone always has your, if your phone connects to a cell tower, they always at least know your location. That feels like a bit of surveillance that most people don't, I think, recognize, but yeah. we are getting very astray. <laughs> Started out astray, my goodness. Oh, my life's What's astray. We need a segue, dear God. This, here's how, how's this for a damn segue? All right, I'm ready. Um, this intro is pretty like, so it's not Aesop's voice. It's like some kind of sample. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that the sample is those of you who don't know, those of you who don't, you're in for a great big fucking, su- sorry, let me just start all the way over. Some of you know me already. Those of you who don't, you're in for a great big fucking surprise. For those of you who do can expect an inf- infinitely more horrible time than they care to remember. Right. <laughs> How's that supposed to make me, the listener, feel? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, this isn't, of course, this is a sample. I'd be curious to see what it's from, or even if it's from something. I Maybe he created it somehow. But he does say something else in a, uh, he has a similar sentiment in another song where, where it's him, it's off saying it, and he says something like, um, I, oh, it's actually a cool description of what he does. He says, I catapult brain opera past basic. Like, that's just cool. And then he says, then tear my own face off in the finale. Stick around. It's ill. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. In this this song, it's uh it's very it's a very dark tone. Very um ugly, almost it's almost what's the word? Ominous. It's like an ominous kind of tone. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, a lot of uh a lot of branching out of these confusing different things of like someone's in this mental state that's really uncertain. Um, and, you know, the chorus is just really, I mean, we, maybe we don't want to get into it just yet, but it's like preparing for something kind of intense, like a very long-term excursion where you need gauze, like definitely bring gauze, you know, which is involved in like wrapping up wounds and whatnot. So preparing for a big fight or at least a lot of violence. Yeah, I love the chorus uh, in this in this song, and, and, and there's two versions of the chorus actually, which is interesting. You don't, I didn't even realize there were two different versions until several listen throughs because they sound so similar. Um, but yeah, I brought gauze, two kinds of knives, carrots for the horse, tie his own flies. I don't get that line. If you come and bring soap, something for the cough, a million feet of rope, maybe more gauze. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. The tie his own flies, I think it's just, it's either like a fishing reference where there's fly fishing mm. or just, I think it's some kind of practical thing of knowing how to tie certain things. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So you said that the, the first verse actually made more sense to you. I'm, I'm actually pretty stumped with a lot of this song. I mean, a lot. So tell me what you think of that first verse. Well, that's where there's a lot of that talking about things that don't there's contradictions so for instance he says partway through the first verse got a soul and vessel don't coalesce you know talking about that 
mm-hmm. that conflict uh-huh. or like incompatibility of mind and body. Right. You know, um, he says a little, a little bit later, notice I don't program any actual way to progress. Mm-hmm. And this is an idea that I really like where you have the wise man, you know, the shaman of sorts. And if they told you what to do, you wouldn't, if they gave you a prescription for like how to realize yourself, like, oh, like meditate or exercise or, you know, treat others well. I think there's a part of us that just rejects that. It's Mm -hmm. not numinous enough, you know, using a a Jung term, like very Mm -hmm. spiritually meaningful. Whereas if they talk in metaphor, um, if they don't try to say directly what to do, but just talk about, you know, address the mysteriousness of all of this um, with a story or something like that, that is more truthful than like very directly, like here, do these actions. Right. Yeah, I had a similar reaction to that line. Um, let me just find it again. Notice I don't program any actual way to progress. Uh, and then he says to convey an effect, which I was confused about until just listening to you just now. So it's almost like he's saying, Notice I don't program any actual way to progress. There's that idea. And then he's saying he does that to convey an effect, which is interesting. Um, and again, with, with Aesop lyrics, they do seem to unravel in uh, layers like that. Uh, the way he puts sentences together takes a while to tease them out. Mm-hmm. He, he, um, he often expresses this sentiment of almost frustration or cynicism about how he is writing or talking or instructing about something. Um, says something like, uh, yeah, showing, showing, showing people the ropes, but not giving them a way out. And in his previous albums, he's frustrated by this or almost guilty, it sounds like. And so, so this line here also seems to touch on that as well, although I, it seems like he's a little more comfortable with it uh, here. The, the verse ends off with uh, this line that, you know, so it looks, listening to these songs, sometimes it feels indecipherable. And then it, I don't like it for that reason. You know, I'm like, I feel like I'm missing the, the plot. And I felt like that with this song. I really couldn't quite make sense of it the first listen through or even the second. But um, this line, when I finally like got a hold of it, made me like the song a lot, you know? Mm. And the, the line was, quietly hacking away at a hideous riff on the formula what if the work what is the work if it isn't a ticket to slip into vivid euphoria right and that's more of him talking about the work that he's doing like hacking away at a at a riff he's got some maybe the formula of music but there's riffs Mm. and he's working at it but then what is the work if it isn't a ticket to slip into vivid euphoria that actually feels like him making a prescription Hmm. just notice i don't program any actual way to progress uh-huh. and but then and i mean he's he's saying it more of a question right so right. it's not totally but the work is if the work doesn't produce vivid euphoria what's the point right it's also i, I like that a lot and it's also striking that most of the verse is pretty dark um pretty i don't know what the right word but dark ominous you know, that fray, that plague, that bayonet, that hate, that face of death, for example. But then he mm. all, sort of finishes it with saying, I'm all good. And then he says those two lines, 
quietly hacking away at a hideous riff on the formula. What is the work if it isn't a ticket to slip into vivid euphoria? And then he says, huh? As if to drive home that this is a question he's posing a riddle almost. And, um, and then, you know, I, I just want to also sort of jump ahead to the end of the second verse, which is similar. And he says, uh, actively seeking to underdevelop his sentimentality which we can get back to. And then he says, why am I here if it isn't effectively cutting the hellions out of me, huh? Um, and it's, it's, it's on surface, of course, a quite a different question, almost unrelated in a, in a way, but he asked it in a very similar way. Like if I'm not cutting the hellions out of me, then what the hell is the point? So that's interesting. And, it, and, and that, this line in particular seems to connect also with the album a bit more, the arc of the album, which is some sort of journey to deal with some something. On dealing with the spirit world. Yeah. And, and well, and specifically he, he, I mean, a lot of his lyrics deal with dark symbolism, but in this album, he seems to be wrestling and determined to deal with his own dark darkness, his own something. We'll get to a song later. I don't remember the the name of it, but he, he says a lot of lines and ends them with hold up as if to as if to say, Jesus Christ, that's dark. This is my mm -hmm. interpretation. Well, well, we'll get there, but yeah, go ahead. Well, it's, you know, the line, I'm all good. I mean, I haven't read nearly enough on this, but it seems like he's incorporating his shadow in the Jungian sense. He's talking about all these dark things in his character. He says, I'm all good. Mm. You know, like, and that's certainly a more developed person, you know, someone that's realized more of their self is someone that's embraced the darker parts of them to like can actually see themselves behaving darkly to recognize that 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 part of their nature not to pretend, you know, if you're pretending that you're just a good person because you have the right ideas, you, you, you have you just have like lucky for you, you have the right opinions and everything, you know, you're <laughs> you're in a really low place, like you're not really um expressing yourself um, adequately. It's kind of hard to find the language there, you know, but cause it kind of sounds new agey, but um, yeah, he's uh, a very complicated person you can take from these lyrics. Mm -hmm. Also, I want to point out that there's a line near the end of the second verse. I don't aim to please, I don't aim at all, I'm okay. Which also connects to that line we were talking about earlier of not programming any way to progress. Yeah, right. And that's, I mean, the comfort with uncertainty, you know, when someone says they have certain, when someone says, here's the answer, you don't quite believe them. When someone expresses this, like, appreciation for how mysterious and complex everything is, like, oh, you're closer than the guy that was certain, mm. you know, even if you're not expressing any direct thing, you're just kind of, like, right. this is so much. Right. It's like, uh, it's, it, you know, the worst thing that, uh, than the, what's worse than being alone in a forest without a map? It's being alone in a forest with the wrong map. That's actually mm. worse. It's worse yeah, to be certain that's, about something that's, that's wrong. A, that's great. That's so good. So I, what do you think of the line, you know we're being watched, you know we're being, that was like, there's so much mm. there that I'm like, okay, is this sort of a commentary on the current situation where we all feel like we're in a surveillance state? Is it a reference to God that, or some kind of force universe that is judging our morality? Is it just ourselves watching ourselves, you know, from someplace like right. there's a lot there. Yeah. You know, 
I, I didn't, it seemed uh, so out of place that I hadn't even tried to guess at it yet. And yet when you said the idea about God and like a watcher, that seems to ring true. And I, and I also realized I kind of had those thoughts maybe forming in my head as well, a little bit. You know, we're being watched with this song. It's almost like, and I, I don't think Aesop Rock is at all a religious person, but um, to me, the, the tone there, yeah, seems to be, the idea is like, God is watching you. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna make the right choice here? But that's really just m much more of a hunch than any kind of logical anything. It's hard to place it, um, but it's part of, it's like, it, it precedes the chorus. Mm -hmm. Maybe it is part of the chorus, but yeah. Yeah. And, and the song is talking about going away. I mean, the chorus, I brought gauze, half a dozen flares, couple clean jars, stuff like that. And, you know, it ends with um, maybe more gauze. Mm -hmm. There's some kind of escape happening from modernity, I think we can safely assume. Because you're, you're leaving, you don't need gauze if you're just in an apartment and there's yeah. hospitals. You don't right. need to right. like hoard clean jars and bring a map and, of the stars. And like, a million like, feet well, of just, right. right. Yeah. Where are you heading here? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and maybe we can end here. I'd, I'd love to just read the last chorus and then the sample. I just love that sample. It's so cute. The last chorus is, I brought gauze, half a dozen flares, couple clean jars, strike anywheres. If you come and bring fuel, map of the stars, any canned food, maybe more gauze. The imagery is great. I love how he paints. It's weird. He's, he's implying a scenario, a context, a project by, by listing these kind of obscure and unexpected tools that you would need. And I love the image that it creates. You think of a a, a a project or an endeavor or a journey that would require <laughs> clean jars, flares, matches, fuel, a map of the stars, <laughs> and lots and lots of gauze. Oh, and a million feet of rope as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You won't. I, you feel like you want to be part of it. Like there's an adventure happening. Right. <laughs> like the gauze, especially. Like he really is. He really wants you to make sure that you bring enough <laughs> to like clean or to, you know keep your wounds um right covered <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then that outro is just like <laughs> i got a root uh, a rope a camping mat for the itsy bitsy fork and spoon and a place to hang my canteen i don't think there's much right, meaning it's in so there, innocent but it's, it's a lovely innocent little end to that song yeah it like it's such a contrast to the dark theme it's i think it's a little kid's voice yeah like a very high voice like it's a fun camping adventure yeah and you know i mean part of the tone of the song i, I suppose does support that um to, for him to say he's all good and he's okay um and then saying what is the work if it isn't a ticket to slip into vivid euphoria i mean he's clearly in it for the euphoria sort of is part of what he's saying there so all right, well, I'm out of, I'm out of profound, I'm all out of thoughts that have any hope of being profound. Let me put it that way. We're all sold out. Yeah, on to the next one. Cool. Do you have the name of the next one? No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, it's amateurs. It must be Pizza Alley, because that's what's on my phone. Pizza Alley, yeah. Yep.
Cool. All righty.